everybody. Welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, we're going to be talking about something that I haven't really covered before, and I don't think it's something that a ton of people in overlanding really talk about. Um, Today we're going to be talking about kind of the overlanding community at large and sort of how easy and how awesome it is to build friendships with new people through overlanding. So I know that sounds a little squishy, it sounds a little soft, um, but it's also kind of awesome. So I do want to talk through that. I want to talk through some of my experiences and things, and I want to just kind of encourage you guys to, you know, get out there, explore, meet new people, hit people up digitally, things like that. So we're going to talk through all that today on the show, so uh, I'm excited for it. Um, before we dive right in, though, I want to quickly touch on my featured partners. Um, of course, Overland Addict. Uh, great, great guy, great, great website, tons and tons of overlanding gear, perfect for people like you and I that are into overlanding. Link down in the description below, go check them out. Uh, also, Last US Bags, I talk about these guys all the time, and not just because they're a featured partner, but because I've got a bunch of their bags and I use them for everything all the time. So again, link in the description below. It takes you straight to the overlanding bag section on their website so you can check everything out. Um, They've got great fair prices on everything and some cool stuff, so go check them out. Um, Then more Expo. Uh, This is an event that happens in February 2021. The link below will take you to their Facebook page where you can just click like pre-sign up to let them know that you're interested in the event. And that way when the tickets go on sale, you'll get an early notification so that you know. Um, And then last but not least, Northology Adventures, which I... Uh, actually, this topic that I'm going to be talking about is one that I wrote an article for that magazine uh, very recently. So that's kind of what gave me the idea for it. Um, so again, links to all those guys in the description. Awesome, awesome people, awesome companies, great friends. Um, so if any of those sound interesting to you, go check them out. But without further ado, let's dive into the video. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, guys, so as I mentioned in the intro, uh, today we're going to be talking about building friendships through overlanding. So, um, you know, I want to start by saying it's kind of it's kind of funny to me because sometimes I feel like, and I don't know if you guys feel like this, but post up in the comments below and let me know what you think, if you, if you associate with this or not. I kind of feel like overlanding is like sort of like a secret society almost. Like, yes, it's gaining popularity. Yes, there are more and more and more people that are interested in it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's unheard of, right, or unknown. But in all my professional circles, when I'm talking to people at work or my friends or anything like that, the majority of them have no idea what it is. They've never heard of it. I talk about it all the time. Like, only people that have talked to me five or six times are like, okay, this dude drives around in his truck and camps. Got it, right? That's about the extent to which they know what overlanding is. So I do kind of feel like 
it's almost like discovering, like when you meet another Overlander, you pull into that parking lot at the grocery store or at a gas station or something like that, and you see a rig, right? Like a built-out rig with like jerry cans and traction mats and rooftop tents and stuff. Like you get excited, right? It's like you just found your long-lost sibling, right? Um, which again, sounds kind of funny, but I really think it's true. Like there just aren't very many of us. There aren't very, very many people that are dedicated to it to that degree that are that interested in it but when you find them it's like wow like this i want to talk to this guy or girl right i want to meet this person because we probably could share a lot of stories um so i just find that really fascinating right i kind of think it's really cool that there are so many people that are into overlanding and it's growing all the time and like you go to youtube and you would think that every single person in the united states and every country for that matter is into overlanding but it's just really not the case when you actually go out into the world and, and look for fellow overlanders. Um, so, you know, it's funny. We all kind of speak the same language. Like, we all can talk about different types of rooftop tents and jerry cans and recovery gear and that sort of stuff. Um, but again, until you meet those people, you're just kind of sitting. It's like car guys, right? I'm a car guy, and I've always felt the same way about that, where I just want to go to, like, a party with, like, people that I know and talk about you know, displacement and horsepower and modifications and things like that. And they're all talking about sports or news or politics or religion or things I don't care about, right? Things that I could care less about. Um, and I'm just sitting over here in the corner like, hey, guys, you want to talk about sports cars? Hey, do you want to talk about four-wheel drives? Like, let's, let's talk about recoveries. Like, no one else knows about it, right? Um, so I do kind of enjoy that. I like that it's sort of a secret society. And me personally, like, when it comes to my rig... Like, I'm, I kind of like it when people look at my truck and they're like, whoa, what is that? Is he preparing for the apocalypse? Like, one of our neighbor's uh, kids walked by the other day and he's like, whoa, that's like an apocalypse survival vehicle. And I was like, yeah, cool. All right, that's cool. Um, so anyway, so when you are an overlander, right, when you can spot other overlanders, when you do get that chance, I think it's pretty cool because, like I said, it's kind of like a secret society. So, And everybody's pretty friendly, too. So, like, when you see that rig... It is not uncommon to just kind of wait around and then see that person come out and be like, hey, I like your truck. Or, hey, how do you like that rooftop tent? Or, you know, whatever it is and strike up a conversation and then you, you wind up standing there for 20, 30, 40 minutes talking about their modifications, talking about what they've done. Um, one time, not too long ago, I went to Ace Hardware to get something for the truck and I drove the truck over there. I was working on something that I was doing to it. And I pulled up to Ace Hardware and I parked and I went inside and I got my bolt or whatever I needed. I go back outside and I see this guy kind of like doing a walk around in my truck. He's like walking around it and he's looking at it, right? And as I'm coming out, I notice behind my truck is this, and I know this is good timing, but this was like a few months ago, this sick like roof off Bronco, like old school, like 60s Bronco. And it was rad. And so I'm walking out. He's looking at my truck. I see this Bronco. I walk up and he's like, is this your truck? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, is that your Bronco? And he's like, yeah. And like we stood there for like 15, 20 minutes and just shot the shit and talked about our trucks. And he asked about the solar. And I, I opened up the back and showed him the, the drawers. And like he was like, oh, that's so cool. And, you know, it was just awesome, right? Like it was just so much fun. And it was so neat to randomly be going to do something totally boring and nondescript. And then walk out to your vehicle and see someone like just like appreciating it, right? Like eyeing it and then wanting to talk to you and learn more about it and vice versa, right? Like he had a cool truck too. In my opinion, his was way cooler than mine. Like this thing was clean, had some big old like 37s on it. It was sick. It was a beautiful, beautiful truck. More of a rock climber than an overlander, but still it doesn't matter. Like it's a four-wheel drive. It was a sweet truck. Um, 
So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, right? But like everybody else around us in their Dodge minivans and their, their little Hyundai Optimas, you know, were like looking at us like, why are these people standing in the middle of the parking lot for 20 minutes with these weird looking vehicles that, you know, look like they're ready for the zombie apocalypse, right? Like, who are these weirdos? And we're just having the time of our lives chatting, right? So I think that's really cool. I think it's cool that, you know, that it is sort of like a secret society. I think it's cool that, you know, we we all appreciate each other's rigs. I think it's rather unique to being a car person and having been in a number of like car specific or manufacturer specific groups. There's a lot of fighting in those groups. There's a lot of name calling. There's a lot of hate towards anything different than your vehicle. So like I have an Infiniti Q50. I'm in an Infiniti Q50 uh, board and they nonstop hate on Kia Stingers uh audi a4s s4s like anything that's a3s s3s like all the all the different competitors to our car everybody hates them everybody's posting memes about them everybody's joking about them beamers suck you know this and that and it just gets tiresome right like at some point you have to kind of grow up a little bit and be like you know what okay it's it's funny when it's funny but like it gets old at some point right but with Overlanders, I feel like, and and if you're an immature Overlander, I'm not trying to like make light of you or anything, but I do feel like there is just like a level of maturity with most Overlanders. Like most Overlanders are fairly well-spoken. Most of them are super friendly. Most of them are very open-minded and want to like learn about different vehicles and modifications and brands. And you know what I mean? Like there's just, there's, of course, there's, you know, some favoritism. I'm a Nissan guy. I like Nissans. If I was going to buy a car, it's probably going to be a Nissan. But it doesn't mean I don't like the new Bronco, right? Like, I think it's a really interesting option. I think it's cool. I wouldn't spend that much money on one. But that's mainly the money thing. Like, I wouldn't buy a brand new, I don't know, Armada and and overland that either, right? So, um, but I do appreciate that. I think that it's really cool that we can just, like, talk to each other and, you know, appreciate each other's builds and learn from each other and constantly kind of grow. Um, so I think that's pretty neat. I think that that's a neat thing about the secret society-ishness of it. Um, and really, I mean, let's be honest, the thing that it comes down to, and I think we all know this and we all appreciate this is, and I've said this before on other videos, but this is kind of my mantra almost, like, it doesn't matter what you drive, right? Like, you could have a Subaru Outback. That's awesome. Like, as long as you get out, as long as you're interested in exploring, as long as your goal is to go see new things, you know, have a fun time on your journey, on your destination. Like, I honestly recently have been having a lot of, like, internal strife thinking about how bad my gas mileage is <laughs> on the Xterra. And not that I'm worried about it or anything like that, but just I kind of think, you know, most of the stuff that I do, at least have done in the past, is mostly highway driving to get there and then, like, some soft trails, right? Like the Trans-Wisconsin Adventure Trail, nothing super challenging, nothing super technical or anything like that. I probably could have done it in an unmodified Subaru. Um, but so like, I appreciate that, right? Like, so even though I'm a Nissan guy, like there are definitely things about the, the smaller engine Subarus that are just really rad, really cool and beneficial to having better gas mileage so you can go farther with less Phillips, right? Um, or like vice versa, going the opposite direction, like a full size, like uh, my buddy uh, Cody has a big K5 Blazer truck and it's huge. I mean, it looks like a monster truck, right? He's on like, 37s or 40s or something ridiculous something that the tires are so big you can barely get the spare up on the, the back and he's a big tough guy um but so like i just think it's cool right i just think it's cool that we can all see rigs we can all appreciate it and the fact that we are getting out and we're exploring is what makes you an overlander right like there's a difference if if i never went 
camping, if I never left my house and I had a big built-up rig, mm, that's a little different, right? I'm not actually overlanding. And again, not to get super into semantics or you know, super technical with it. Like, I'm not going to say what does make you an overlander, what doesn't, because there's not really a cutoff. It's, in my opinion, it's that desire. And that's what connects us, right? So having a bunch of people that are interested in exploring, you know, varying levels of technicality, varying levels of difficulty, varying levels of risk, right? But as long as you're into exploring, like, you're cool in my books. Like, even if you just go gravel stuff, but you do some dispersed camping, sweet. There's been recently, there has been a little bit of hate in some of the, the online forums for this picture of this awesome, I think it's beautiful, but it's like a lowered NSX with a rooftop tent, which is an odd combination, right? And it's not going to get you to a lot of places, but man, it sure would be a fun drive to get to your destination. And the fact that you can just pop a tent up on the roof is pretty cool too. So like, I say more power to the guy, like, that's sweet. I wish I could afford that and my truck and I'd be set. I'd be perfect. I'd have my sports car overlander and my, my you know, super capable technical stuff off-roader. Um, so anyway, so I think getting out there and just appreciating each other's builds is one of the coolest things about the secret society of overlanding. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So next part, and I kind of barely touched on this, but the friendliness of overlanders, right? So that's another thing that I just think is really, really neat. The fact that you've got folks that go out and they do this overlanding thing, and no matter where you are, no matter what your situation is, you know, I've seen people that did really dumb stuff that they should have known better than to do. But even so, despite that fact, whereas like, and no offense to like off-road park people or, you know, off-roaders, but a lot of the times I see people that do really dumb, bad stuff in an off-road park and people just kind of laugh at them and keep driving by them, right? Um, now, not all the times, right? In four-wheel drive parks, I find a ton of really helpful people too. And maybe if that person just asked, they would stop, right? But more often than in an overlanding situation, those people just kind of, they're I mean, it's a controlled environment, right? So you don't have to, it's not like they're really stuck, like if they could call someone and get pulled out. Um, but in overlanding, like you might see someone again that did something really, really dumb that clearly they had no recovery gear. They're in a stock 2000 Jeep Cherokee XJ with open diffs and they went into a mud hole that's over their hood, right? Like should have checked that out. Maybe not the smartest idea, but still people will even people that are on a timeline that have to get somewhere that, you know, maybe they don't even have the best recovery gear are still going to most likely in an overlanding situation, they're going to stop. They're going to be helpful. They're going to offer to help. They're going to offer to help get you help, take you somewhere, that sort of stuff. Um, so I've seen just countless stories of, hey, we came across this person and they were stuck in their Prius in this mud pit and it took us six hours, but we got them out. And I just think that that's super cool, right? And that's been my experience too. Um, like I will tell you a story. So when I was first getting into overlanding, like three, four years ago, I just bought my Xterra. I'd watched a few YouTube videos on overlanding and I was like, this is my life. This is what I want to do. I want to be an overlander. I want to go on these crazy trips to Moab and Alaska and all over. And I want to do this cool stuff. Um, and so what did I do? I went online, I go to Facebook and I search Indiana comma overlanding. 
And a couple of Facebook groups popped up right away. There was Indiana Overlanders, which is run by a buddy of mine named Andrew Smith. It's a great group. Uh, I'll put a link in the description below. You should check them out if you're in the Midwest and want a good group of people to ask questions to and find out about spots from. Um, and then Midwest Overlanders, which is, again, same thing, run by Cody, the gentleman that I mentioned earlier. Um, but both great local groups. And I literally went on like Midwest Overlanders and I'm like, hey, where can we go overlanding around here? I just got next stair and I've never been. And Cody hit me up, and I never met this guy, never talked to him, had no idea who he was. And he just, like, posted it up on my thing. He's like, hey, we're going to Hoosier National Forest next weekend. You want to go? Me and these two other guys are going. And I was like, yeah. And my wife was terrified. She's like, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't know these people. Just because they're on Facebook, they could be murderers, right? Like, you have no idea who these people are. And But I was just like, look, man, like, I get the feeling from watching these YouTube videos. And, like, they must be real people because they have pictures in their profiles, right? Like... Can't lie about that on Facebook. Um, I was like, I trust them and I'm going to go. And you know what? It was awesome. It was a great weekend. We had a lot of fun. They were super nice guys. I learned a lot. We checked out some really cool stuff. There were some big water crossings that we went through. It was awesome. And that was kind of like my first experience. And then from there on out, I was hooked. I was like, okay, this is cool, right? Like now I know these guys. If there's a way to go on another trip with them, I'm just going to kind of keep in touch with them. And like that's the West Virginia trip that I went on about a year ago. That was Cody again. It was Andrew Smith from uh, Indiana Overlanders. And there was another buddy of ours named Jimmy Winsky. Um, so all great guys that I met on overlanding trips that I had no idea who they were before. I just went out and was like, hey, I'm Fletch. Nice to meet you. Um, so I, I really, really like that. I love that Like people are so willing to just like open up their trip and be like, you know what? This dude doesn't know what he's talking about, but we'll slow down. We'll help him out. We'll show him the ropes. You know, we'll take him around. Like that first time when I went on that trip, I had a brand new tent I'd bought off Amazon, a brand new tarp that I'd bought off Amazon, and that was about it. I brought like a, a sandwich that I made ahead of time in like a little crappy cooler that I had had for years. And like, I just was really ill prepared. But again, I got to test the rig. I got to, it poured down rain. So I got to see the weaknesses of my setup and I got to learn what gear I needed to get and sort of poke holes in my setup and, and figure out ways to improve it. Um, so again, just the friendliness, meeting people, learning from those people, I think makes it super, super cool to be an overlander and to be involved in that and to build friendships through overlanding. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So then, third, mutual respect. So... Again, when I went with these guys, let me give you a breakdown of their vehicles. So Cody had a Toyota Tundra. So he's a Toyota guy. Uh, Jimmy has a Jeep, TJ Jeep. And then uh, Andrew, at that time, I think, no, wait, Andrew didn't go. It was Jacob Breeden. So then another guy, actually two other guys went. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Adam Stout and Jacob Breeden went with us. Adam had a Toyota Tacoma and Jacob had a Jeep. Then later on, Andrew Smith, the gentleman who runs Indiana Overlanders that went on the West Virginia trip, he has a Dodge Power Wagon. So, like, I mean, you're talking a bunch of the different brands, right? You got all these guys together. But even that first trip when I went out there, sure, they gave me a little bit of shit, right? Like, they gave me a little bit of a hard time because of how ill-prepared I was. Um, but for the most part, though, they were just like, same thing, checking it out, walking around. They were like, man, I've never really seen one of these Xterras up 
close. Like that's pretty cool. I opened up the back. I showed them the Utilitrack system, how you can strap stuff down and that's just stock. And they were like, that's pretty cool, you know? And we're just kind of walking around. I'm checking out their rigs and checking out the Tundra and his Tundra, Cody's Tundra was super awesome. Like it had a little lift. It was a TRD Pro, but he put some MTs on it and stuff. And it was, it was a cool truck. Um, but so like, you know, it was just good to like meet those people. It's good to respect those people. Um, it's good to learn from those people. Like, again, it's definitely opened my eyes, even as a Nissan person where like, I would definitely consider a Toyota in the future. Like I have no problems with the Tacoma. My only problem is how much more expensive they are. Right. But I do feel like they're slightly better vehicles. I hate to say it. Sorry, Nissan, but I think they're not worth the extra price in my opinion, which is why I kind of stick with Nissan, but man, they're great vehicles. I'd love to have one. Um, but so that mutual respect, right? I think that that's huge. And the other thing that I've kind of seen this from is YouTube, which is weird. And I say this, you know, talking to you guys, my audience, not to say like, you have to go start your own YouTube channel and you have to dump months and years into like making all these videos and doing all this work and stuff. That's not what I'm saying, but, and I've encouraged this before I've been flabbergasted, like surprised as heck that these YouTubers are so nice and so responsive. Now, not all of them are, right? There are quite a few that will never, ever write you back or never reply to a comment and stuff. I try to reply to every single comment. Like, I daily, I go in and I just check unread comments, and I try and go through, and even if it's just a, hey, thanks for the comment, yep, great point, I agree, every every day I try and respond to everybody. But that seems to be more of the rule than the exception, right? So... If you have a, a overlanding YouTuber that you like, if you like my channel, please come and hit me up in the comments. Like, ask me questions. I would love to answer questions. I love chatting with you guys. Um, that's why every video and podcast I mention, like, go in the description, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, follow my podcast, follow my YouTube channel. Of course, sure, I want to get big numbers someday, right? Like, I, w- I would never be upset if I had like 100,000 subscribers. That would be really cool. But that's not the point, right? Like, that's not my real goal. What I want is I want you guys to choose the outlets that you like to communicate through and then hit me up, right? Like, join the conversation. The Facebook page has become a lot of fun. We're almost up to about 700 followers now, I think, over there. And, like, people give me shit all the time. They're like, hey, when are you doing this? When are you going to do that? Hey, your truck looks stupid because of this. Ha, 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 just kidding. You know, like, it's fun. I ask questions. That's I go to you guys most of the time. I just posted one up a few days ago about my battery pack. I'm like bro, I want to power my fridge off this, but I'm an idiot and I can't figure out how to keep it on. It keeps auto shutting itself off. And then when the fridge needs to kick back on, the power bank's off. And people started trying to help me out, right? So I love that sense of community. I love the mutual respect. Um, And I just think it's really neat that this community exists like that, right? So my advice to you again is sort of tying us back to the theme of this video, this podcast, is building friendships through the overlanding community is surprisingly easy. And I think it's extremely rewarding. So coming from my experience, like, again, I highly recommend comment on these people's videos, send them an email, send them a message, ask them your questions, build a relationship with these people. So like, for example, Overland Addict, one of my uh, sponsors, Last U.S. Bag, actually all of them. So uh, Will from Last U.S. Bags, Chad from uh, Overland Addict, Chris from More Overland Expo. And then Cindy from Northology Adventures, all these people I've just met from like either taking trips or like the Arkansas guys I haven't really met yet, but I've talked to them through Instagram, through Facebook, we've messaged back and forth. You know, Grant and I have done Arkansas Off-Road, we've done a couple of videos together. Chad and I have talked, he was on one of the videos where I interviewed people. So like, 
we're building these relationships, even if they're virtual for now. But like I totally when I go to more expo and in February of next year, I'm going and you guys all should, too. Um, I'm going to hit up like Chad Boyd of Overland Addict. I'm going to hit up, you know, Matt McClellan of Ozark Overlanding Adventures. I'm going to hit up Grant Wilbanks of Arkansas Offroad, like all these awesome YouTubers that I've never met. But I've talked to them. I've interviewed them. And I've just become friends with them through the internet, which sounds funny and used to be what you didn't want to do. But nowadays, I encourage it. Um, I'm going to hit them up and we'll spend a few days, you know, hitting the Ozarks before more. Like, that's my goal. That's what I'd really like to do. Um, So anyways, again, let's wrap this thing up. Basically, build the relationships. Hit up your favorite YouTubers. I'm not saying go into the woods with random strangers. Make sure you're safe. Make sure that people know where you are. Make sure you do a little bit of background on them. But, like, don't be afraid to, like, communicate with people. Don't be afraid to, like, reach out to those people that you think, eh, I don't think they'll reply to me. Like, just try it out. Because some of these relationships that I've built already, I can tell are going to be friendships for life, right? And I just think it's super cool. So same for you guys. You guys listening. You guys watching on YouTube. Like, any questions you have, hit me up. Anything you want to know, hit me up. Any trips that you're going on, like, I can't guarantee that I can make all of them, but if I, if you're in the area or if you're, you know, going somewhere that I'd really like to go, I'd love to tag along. So, again, just build those friendships, enjoy those people, um, learn from people, get out there, explore. Like, that's what it's all about, man. So, again, that was sort of the, the episode for today. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Again, as always, I'm not going to rehash all of it, but look at the links below. Follow me on other channels that you like. Join the conversation. Check out the the featured partners below too because they are all awesome, and I promise you you'll have a good experience with them. And, uh, and then we'll see you next week. So, again, thanks for coming, and we'll talk to you later. Take care. Yeah.